2: Bienvenue, and welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 7th of October, the 280th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are 85 days left in 2023 to do something exhilarating like Dorothy Hoffner. American Dorothy Hoffner is 104 years old and she just broke the Guinness Book of World Records for the oldest person to... Are you ready for this? Skydive. Yeah, you heard me right. Skydive. She's done it once before when she was only 100. She decided she wanted to do it again, and she did this past Sunday. She told the New York Times, I just felt comfortable up there, and then she asked where they were having dinner. (laughs)
3: You're listening to The Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served.
2: Paul Myers is off traveling around France, covering the World Cup rugby matches for us, and Melissa Shemam is unwell, but we'll try and make a fabulous meal for you all by ourselves. After all, Oya Horton's standing by with her happy moment, and of course, Erwan is here. He has a really interesting music from Erwan for us this week, so don't Touch that dial.
0: I am Yusundu. Hello, Edefi English. Are you ready?
3: I do hope so.
2: And so do I, because it's time for the quiz. On the 9th of September, Melissa Shamam was at the WOMAD Music Festival in Wiltshire, in the UK, and reported on one of the bands she listened to, The Bali Maya Project. You were to read her article about them and answer this question. What is the name of The Bali Maya Project's brand new album, released on the 21st of July? The answer is, When the Dust Settles. The winners of this week's quiz are Longtime RFI Listeners Club member Jean-Maurice Devaux from Montréal, Canada. Bonjour Jean-Maurice. There's also Mohamed Munib Khan, who's a member of the RFI Listeners Club in Sheikhapoura City, Pakistan. We have two presidents on the list this week. Ferhat Bezazel from West Skikta in Algeria. He heads up the RFI Butterflies Club in Kachera. And there's Abu Sayed, the president of the online RFI DX Club in Rajshahi, Bangladesh. Last but assuredly not least, RFI English listener Cipriano Brito from Goa, India. Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. This week's question requires close listening and careful reading. Open your eyes and put on your thinking caps. On Alison Hurd and Sarah Els's most recent Spotlight on France podcast, number 100 to be exact... Our colleague Jessica Phelan joined them to talk about the French linguist Jean-François Champollion. Champollion came the closest in 1822 to discovering how to read ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics. How did he do it? What language did he know that helped him crack the code, as it were? It's a fascinating subject, and as always on Spotlight on France, a great discussion. Jessica also wrote an article, a nice long read, that you can refer to to help you find the answer. It's called How French Linguist Champollion Unlocked the Hieroglyphs of Ancient Egypt. So this is what I want you to do. Listen to Spotlight on France number 100 and send in the answer to this question. How did the French linguist Jean-Francois Champollion come closer than any other scholars of the day to understanding ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics? What language did he know that helped him work backward and apply that language to the hieroglyphics? Again, listen to Jessica Filan's report on Spotlight on France number 100 and read her article, How French Linguist Champollion Unlocked the Hieroglyphs of Ancient Egypt, and send in the answer to this question. How did the French linguist Jean-François Champollion come closer than any other scholars of his time to understanding ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics? He was fluent in an Egyptian language which helped him work backward in understanding hieroglyphics. What was that language? You'll find the link to the Spotlight on France podcast and to Jessica's article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages. You should listen to the podcast first. After all, we're radio fans. Don't be lazy. Thinking about ancient Egypt led me to this week's bonus question. Who is the most beautiful woman in all of history to you? To me, it's Nefertiti, the queen of the 18th dynasty of ancient Egypt. She was the wife of Pharaoh Akhenaten. Scholars put her dates from around 1370 to around 1330 BCE. There is a sculpture of her in the Neues Museum in Berlin. My goodness. She is breathtaking. She has her own room in the museum, and there are no benches, as there often are in Western museums, probably because people like me would sit there for the entire day just marveling. But I can't leave off my most beautiful women list, the American actress Audrey Hepburn, with that neck that just won't stop. How about you? Who, to you, is the most beautiful woman in all of history? Remember, we're happy to hear your ideas for bonus questions, so please send them in. You have until the 30th of October to get your answers to the quiz and the bonus question in. Be sure to tune in on the 4th of November to hear if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a Miss, a Ms., a Mrs., or a Mr. I don't want to get it wrong.
3: Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus 336 That's plus 336 Always include your postal mailing address, and if you have one, your
0: RFI Club membership number. There's an African-American song, 19th Century, which um, is so great. It says, When it looked like the sun Wasn't gonna shine anymore God Put a rainbow in the clouds. Imagine. And I've had so many rainbows in my clouds. I had a lot of clouds. But I have had so many rainbows. And one of the things I do when I step up on a stage, when I stand up to translate, when I go to teach my classes, when I go to direct a movie, I bring everyone who has ever been kind to me with me. Black, white, Asian, Spanish-speaking, Native American, gay, straight, everybody. I said, come with me. I'm going on the stage. Come with me. I need you now. Long dead. You see? So I don't ever feel I have no help. I've had rainbows in my clouds. And the thing to do, it seems to me, is to prepare yourself so that you can be a rainbow in somebody else's cloud. Somebody who may not look like you, may not call God the same name you call God, if they call God at all, (laughs) you see, and may not eat the same dishes prepared the way you do, may not dance your dances or speak your language, but be a blessing to somebody. That's what I think.
2: Thank you, Dr. Maya. Maya Angelou, the American poet. Listening to her always makes me happy. And now, let's get even happier with Ms. Olia Horton. Just take a pinch of
3: inspiration, a bunch of good vibes, a drop of creativity and sprinkle it with sunshine, and there you have the perfect recipe for a happy moment. Hello Sun Kitchen listeners, Ollie Horton from the RFI English team. I hope you are well. The word of the month for me, my friends, is family. Now, you might be asking yourself, how can I put family and happy in the same sentence? Aren't family members a source of frustration, petty, rivalry and inconvenience because we can't choose who we grow up with? Oh well, I will surprise you here because as someone who lives very far away from her family, the idea of spending time with them is not so bad. That's why it's the theme of my happy moment for this month. My brother, his wife and two children, and my parents have all descended on Paris for a month. Phew, that makes for a full house indeed. However, with careful planning, we've come up with a schedule that suits everyone so we won't be treading on each other's toes too much. The first stop was the local fresh produce market. What better way to share some French culture with food, glorious food? We stocked up on cheese, deli meats and seasonal fruits. Of course, there was the stopover at the bakery for delicious baguettes, the breadsticks, and some viennoiseries like croissants and so on. Even the most ordinary things seem to taste better when you're sharing them with your visiting family. Then it was on to some touristy sights like strolling down the Champs-Elysees, which I hadn't done in such a long time. Then, of course, the photos taken with the Eiffel Tower in the background lit up in all its glory at nightfall. Next week, we might take in an exhibition at the Musée d'Orsay, try some snails and frogs' legs in a restaurant, or maybe catch a live show somewhere. Who knows? There's so much to choose from. So what made me happy about all this? Well, a family visit is nice because you do things you don't normally do together. You take the time to catch up and chat over a glass of wine, a meal or a coffee, And most of all, you get to share elements of your daily life with them, aspects of yourself and your routines they don't usually see or hear about that are exotic to them, but no longer to you. Thanks to my family visiting, I did things I hadn't done in a long time. And I saw Paris through the eyes of a tourist again, which is refreshing. It really is a city with so much to see and do. What about you? Do you have a happy moment to share with fellow Sound Kitchen listeners? Don't be shy. You can send them to the Sound Kitchen or get in touch through Facebook. You can leave them on a message on the Sound Kitchen answering machine or you can go ahead and record your happy moment and send it to us in an email. All the addresses and phone numbers you need can be found on the Sound Kitchen page of our website, rfienglish.com. When you record, just make sure you hide under a blanket. It makes for better sound quality. That's all from me this week. Thanks for listening. I'm Ollie O'Horton. Enjoy your weekend. Bye for now.
2: Thank you, Olia. You can hear Olia's happy moment on the first Saturday of every month. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the sound kitchen and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to Erwan Rome for his input and his mixing mastery. And thanks to you for listening. Be sure and tune in next week for the answer to the question about bilateral trade between France and Bangladesh. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch, and stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's also a musician. This week, Erwan chose a gamelan for us, the traditional ensemble music of Indonesia, from Bali specifically. Gamelan is made up predominantly of percussion instrument and predates Hindu-Buddhist culture. It is a true indigenous art form from Indonesia. It is, of course, on the UNESCO list of the intangible cultural heritage of humanity. Gamelan is considered sacred and is used for religious ceremonies and rituals, although you can also hear it accompanying traditional dance dramas and theater, even traditional puppet shows. It remains a part of daily life for many indigenous people. The most common instruments used in gamelan, and which you'll hear in the piece Erwan chose for us, are the metallophones, played by striking mallets on a tuned metal bar. There are also drums called kendang, xylophones, and bamboo flutes. When you listen to this piece, it's called Manuk Anguchi. You may think from time to time you're hearing electronic music, but you are not. There is nothing electric in gamelan. Amazing, isn't it? It's pure acoustic music. So much for all those synthesizer people who think they created something new. So take a listen to this very interesting and very ancient music. As noted, Erwan chose Manuk Anguchi, which was composed by I, Neoman Senen, and is performed here by the Gamelan Samara Rati Collective from Ubud in Bali. Thanks again, Erwan, for another musical adventure. Talk to you all next week.